You're listening to the Enneagram and Marriage Podcast. I'm Krista Harden, and I'm so glad you showed up for our relationship chat today, as well as for you and your people. We're all about living intentionally here so you can experience joy and balance in your relationships once again or for the very first time. Be sure you hang with us on our social media platforms. And if you like research like I do, make sure you check out our website at enneagramandmarriage.com for our weekly newsletter, freebies, and so much more, as well as at Instagram and Facebook. We have so many goodies to share with you. Let's dive right in together. Hello, thank you for joining us for another episode of the EM Pod. I am Krista Harden, as you know, and today I'm so excited that we get to talk about trauma and the polyvagal system. Your body is in for a bit of a fun and hopefully very relaxing and peaceful overhaul with the wonderful Jessica Vongsness. She and her hubby, Travis, are actually the 4-8 pairing, and we have not had that pairing on. So she's going to give us a sneak peek to this very requested pairing, and you guys know it as a very opposites attract pairing. So she'll tell us a bit about that. Wait a minute, I'm laughing. I don't know if teed is the word, but we have been playing boggle off the hook, you guys. Like we are in this family time of nonstop boggle and my family got me the four letter word, the bigger box for Christmas. So like you have to at least use four words. So sorry, I'm geeking out here. But anyway, back to Jess and Travis. They are amazing and they are some of my favorite people that I've been able to get to know through E&M. And they have such a fun story and retreat center that they're going to tell you about in the midst of learning together about trauma and their heart for helping couples and and individuals. And I'm just so grateful for them. And if you're listening live on MLK Day, I hope you are having a fantastic day as we think of all of the work done and the work still to do in helping our country to be healthier and our world to be healthier wherever you are listening. Before Jessica comes on, I just want to help you guys to make sure that you know we are here for you if you need to get out of Dodge and you need some sun. We have our Florida event coming up, the fun Valentine's Glow Gala Friday, February 3rd. I have seen some ticket sales from across the states rolling in at least, and I'm so excited about that. And I also hope that you will feel so good about coming to Florida. We're also here for you with our collective for just a little longer this week. If you just want some support if you want to have our mini course where we go through all the stages of marriage and how to get you through those with health and with good tools. I have PDFs attached to each one and weekly Wednesday deep dive podcast for you in addition to a monthly training. So very thankful and excited to be able to offer you that for just this week as we're last week open and the dance. If you're just like, we need a time together, we need full on romance, take a look at the show notes for those things. And then I'm putting all of Jessica's stuff in the show notes too. Because as I said, today we are diving deep into trauma with her. I love her foreness. I left this interview feeling very peaceful and centered. And I hope that's exactly what you feel because this whole month in the Enneagram and Marriage Planner and on the pod, we are just trying to help you to feel like your mind-body connection is strong. And maybe like me, you've had to rest a bit more. We've all had family colds this month and we've had to just say no to a lot of things. In fact, my daughters today just said, let's go dress shopping for one of their upcoming, they're both going to a Jane Austen dance. And I was like, not today. 
like you guys just need a rest before the big week starts and it's just part of process. So I hope today, even though I want to get you revved up and refreshed and all that good stuff, Jessica really brings you to a place of healing and wellness and I just can't think of a better balance than having both the refreshment and the peace. So let's go dive into that with her right now. Jessica, I'm so happy to have you on the EM pod. <laughs> I'm so happy to be here. Thank you so much for joining us in this so important of a topic. We are so excited to talk to you today about trauma and the polyvagal system. This is awesome. Jessica's also a coach with EM. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, I took a certification with Krista. So I'm an Enneagram 4, self-preserving, and I grew up in the St. Louis, Missouri area and moved to South Carolina 10 years ago with my husband, Travis. We have five kids, two adopted. So I've been in kind of the foster care trauma world for um, quite some time. I mean, really 10 years, wow. um, just learning about about all that entails. <laughs> yes. Wow. So... That's amazing. Yeah. You have a heart for couples and you guys are yes. building a beautiful retreat center. Yeah. Yeah. My husband and I have always um, just really had a heart for just real experiences and adventure. And we just love to create space. Um, and so I guess it was in 2020, right? During the pandemic, we opened our first little Airbnb cabin and just, I fell in love with hosting. Um, and we started to feel like we had dreams for one day doing retreats mm -hmm. and creating space for people to um, heal or just rest, gather, have fun. <laughs> Ooh, wow. That's beautiful. And I just love your energy. It's a couple that you're able to have the slower pacing of the four to get detailed. And then he brings in some eight energy to bring you guys movement, right? Oh Yeah. <laughs> He is, um, he's a powerhouse of energy for sure. Um, he's a lot of fun. His name's Travis and, mm -hmm. um, we've been married 15 years and, you know, that four, eight, um, pairing, I think you call it in your course uh, the fierce love. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> it's, it's so perfect like oh. to, to read those materials and to see, um, how, like the depth of the four and, and, you know, the, the creativity and the emotions that I, um, experience on a regular basis, like, um, paired with his strength and his uh, high energy is, um, he's, he's very much a protector. He's always kind of had a heart for the underdog mm -hmm. and, you know, people, uh, who are marginalized or like, um, just kind of, I don't want to say weak, but just people who really need help. Yeah. And I mean, this is a pairing people have been wanting to explore so much and to hear the high side of it, because I think it gives people a lot of hope just to hear what you just shared. And there's a lot of beautiful four, eight couples I know, but I don't get to share about all of them. So this is extra special because mm -hmm. people can get discouraged if they think I'm too, uh, you know, different from my spouse or partner and they can forget like your gifts are such a gift to each other. Right. Mm. Yeah. It is very much like opposites. Yeah. Um, 
kind of pairing. Like, mm-hmm. um, I think when I first was introduced to the Enneagram, I read some things that kind of scared me a little bit because it was like the four and the eight, like the way they interact, it can be kind of volatile and all these things. And I was just like, oh no, like we do have a lot of conflict and we both have a little um, mm-hmm. spark and fight in us because um, we were just really, you know, passionate and um we care a lot about things. So like we bring that into our relationship. So, mm-hmm. which is neat in the way that you always know where you stand in a way, like if a four is going away, <laughs> you know, or the eight is getting big and energized and passionate. It's like, you have a sense there's a lot of passion here, but I think it works so well because as you said, it's like, you both know what you want and that's very attractive to each other probably. Yeah. Yeah. I think that, that we both definitely know what we want. And, um, and I think if we can, what we've learned over time is to try to differentiate between our own feelings and, and needs and wants, um, and to really like have empathy and compassion for the other. And the Enneagram has really helped with that just to, to see things from their lens and not just be like, why are you doing this to me? Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm so glad. And how did you guys meet such a, you know, opposite archetypal pairing? Oh, that's such a fun question. (laughs) Um, I was, let's see, I was 22 and I, um, was working in a church with middle school um, kids. And my pastor sent me a link to um, look for these like interactive games for the kids. Mm -hmm. And that was back when pop-ups were like, you just had pop-ups all the time on (laughs) your computer. Um, And so this Christian dating site popped up and I was in no place to want to date. Like Mm -hmm. I was in that, like find myself phase, um, had been through, you know, some, some hard things myself. And I just wanted to focus on myself, but this pop-up just kept coming up. Mm. And, you know, that little part of me was like, Hmm. And so I, I decided to just give it a shot. And within one day, the first person that I spoke with, it was, it was Travis and, you know, he's a funny, um, he's, he has some four energy for sure. Like, he um, had a picture of him riding on a llama. Um, this was his profile. Mm-hmm. And he uh, was had a picture of the car he was driving at the time. And he had painted it like ridiculous crazy. And as an artist and a creative, I just was like, this guy is fun. He's cool, you know. <laughs> yeah. And he had a little bit of edge, but he was also a really good guy, like just a mm-hmm. really nice nice man. Um, so we became friends and, um, we're married less than a year later. (laughs) Oh my gosh. That's amazing. I love Mm -hmm. hearing that. And it's such a fun way for you to discover him. Like you said, as a four, you needed to see some of that creativity. And I think a lot of eights do bring that and that's a lesser known quality and they also bring a lot of clarity. And so, Wow. Mm. Your depths. And then him bringing clarity, like, trust me, we all know there's struggles, but you're so open about that too. And I love that where you're like, yes, we fight, we have stuff, but here's our glow. And we get to experience some of that today because of all the work you and Travis do. So I would love to ask you about the polyvagal system, if that's cool. Sure. Yeah. 
Okay. So our audience might or might not know much about it. So as we're talking about body and fitness and health this month, and just across the board, we always are trying to bring that into our marriage work. Tell us about the polyvagal system. It's, you know, one of the cranial nerves and we don't always hear about this vagus nerve. So tell us mm-hmm. about its relevancy to us in, uh, in our stress and in our trauma processing. Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, that mind body connection between your head and, and, you know, how you process experiences, uh, overwhelming experiences. I like to think of trauma as not, I mean, we, we have these categories, um, Mm -hmm. for trauma as if it's this really, um, big event that happened to us. Mm -hmm. But I think, um, as you know, like anything that overwhelms our system Mm -hmm. that makes us, um, no longer think in our top brain um, mm-hmm. uh, clearly mm-hmm. can be a, a form of, of trauma. So it could be a past memory or, you know, some type of trigger in your number where now you have this self-protective system that comes online to your aid to help you uh, defend yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, you it, There's no bear, there's no lion, um, but there is a sense of I need to respond with either fight, flight, freeze, or fawn. Mm-hmm. And, and so this, um, like as a four w- withdrawing, um, I would tend towards, you know, overanalyzing my emotions. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, I make too much meaning sometimes about what I think or sense is happening. Mm-hmm. Um, or I might try to blame um, someone else for my feelings. Yeah. Um, you know, that's on my low side. That's when I'm, my defenses are up, you yeah. know, my shadow side. And as an eight, my husband, um, he would maybe tend towards being the strongest person in the room or mm-hmm. trying to avoid vulnerability mm-hmm. and uh, being seen as weak. You know, these are ways that he protects himself. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and we all have those things. So um, I, Stephen Porges was the the one that developed the polyvagal theory. Mm-hmm. Um, I've gained a lot of resources from Deb Dana and Sarah Baldwin as well. Mm-hmm. You know, just different uh, tools for how to work with that that system and understand it better um, for my own my own life. Um, mm-hmm. How it can actually make a positive impact. Mm-hmm. Good to know those additional names. Yeah. Um, so the basics. You want me to share the basics on yes. just kind of what's happening? Um, yes. Okay. So uh, when, what's happening between the head and like the brain and the body when uh, that that cranial nerve, the, the vagal nerve mm-hmm. um, is doing its job mm-hmm. um, is the brain sending danger signals um, to the body through our autonomic nervous system. Mm-hmm. And so um, this runs from the head through the heart into the the body center. So all three intelligence centers are kind of connected to this system. And I just, I think some of it's mysterious and some of it's just like, wow, that, you know, Mm -hmm. our bodies are designed so cool, you know? Um, I just really believe that. And um, so that fight, flight, freeze, or fawn is kind of what maybe happens when you're not in regulation. So regulation is that, that, um, that state of feeling okay, present, safe, mm-hmm. social, mm-hmm. connected. Um, and so the autonomic ladder has three main states. 
Mm-hmm. All right. So the first top of the ladder state, that's that okay feeling is ventral. Mm-hmm. Um, that is, you know, where you want to be. That's mm-hmm. the place that we're, we're aiming for with regulation. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when you're not in that place and something dysregulates you, maybe a little bit, you're going to drop down a little bit on that ladder to sympathetic. Mm-hmm. Um, so sympathetic is that feeling of it, it could be it's the fight or flight. Mm-hmm. It could be that you're a little anxious or a little frustrated. Um, but it could also be a greater amount of sympathetic. And this is all like happening Mm-hmm. chemically and like through the nervous system and stuff yes, very quickly um, right milliseconds it's all subconscious too mm-hmm. um so you know you could be experiencing rage or panic as well and sympathetic but it's that feeling of i have to do something now yeah. you know it's mobilization mm-hmm. i'm going to you know take care of myself i'm going to you know save that person i'm going to fix this mm-hmm. you know all those messages and then the next state, and this is just basics, but is your your dorsal state. So you can't run on that high energy panic, fear for very long before your body is like, whew. Yeah. And it decides, I think subconsciously, um, there's nothing I can do, right? So this next state is called dorsal. And mm-hmm. it's kind of the immobilization, mm-hmm. shut down. Mm-hmm. low breathing. Um, maybe it's harder to talk. You know, somebody mm-hmm. says, what's wrong? And you're just, you don't know. You feel foggy or maybe kind of out of body a little bit, mm-hmm. a numb. Mm-hmm. So that dorsal state could be sadness or just a complete disconnection from your feelings altogether. Yeah. Yeah. And that happens after the sympathetic usually? It is at the bottom of the ladder, but I would love to highlight too, there's a blended state between the two called freeze. Mm. You know, freeze is a little sympathetic and a little bit of dorsal. Mm. And when that's going on, it's kind of like the, you're immobilized to action in, in your thoughts maybe or inside, but yet your body is like, don't move, you know, don't do it. And so, you know, it's like the, the, the energy of one pushing up against the other and you go nowhere. So that's what freeze is like. Wow. Um, Yeah. That's good. I didn't know that those two combined to create freeze. That's helpful to know um, Mm -hmm. that part of it. And, and how does this show up in marriage and family? Would you say, I can just imagine so many ways. Yes. Yeah. Um, It's great because uh, the whole helpful part about knowing the system is being able to map kind of where you are on that ladder at Mm -hmm. any given time, or at least that, that has been what I have uh, really kind of latched onto because learning the Enneagram was so helpful in the understanding and learning about even attachment theory, which is a whole other discussion. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, that those things are such good information to know what's happening. Right. Mm -hmm. But then there was, I was left as a four who feels things so deep feeling like I still don't have control over my emotions. I don't have an agency to move out of this 
mm-hmm. emotional place and, yeah. and choose the right thing. Right. Yeah, that's um, I huge. could do it, but it didn't oh feel gosh. authentic. <laughs> yes. I know that about the four space. Wow. That's well said. Right. So finding the polyvagal theory and tools gave me the ability to map my ladder. Mm-hmm. Um, so ventral sympathetic mm-hmm. or dorsal, like where it is and how much of each to know what I needed mm-hmm. to regulate. Mm-hmm. And um, so another piece with marriage is, is the state that we're in. So the state being um, uh, ventral sympathetic or dorsal creates our story the story that we're telling ourselves. And I know you've had so many great resources on, on the narrative, mm-hmm. right? The, the things we hear have a lot to do with the autonomic state that we're in. Yeah. And so, you know, when I'm in sympathetic, the story that I'm hearing, you know, and it's different for everybody and it's different in each number, yeah. but that sympathetic, anxious or frustrated, um, I need to do something now state mm-hmm. could be like, I need to check my spouse's um, phone and make sure that they're doing what they're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Or um, I, uh, I have to fight or take care of myself, or um, I need to ask a bunch of questions. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's these little quirks that we know that we do when we're a little anxious or mm-hmm. a little frustrated that um, there's a story behind that, that tells you, this is what you should do, you know? Mm-hmm. And so when you regulate and move into ventral, mm-hmm. the story becomes like, I can do this mm-hmm. or I, I can get through this. I know my husband is a good man and, you know, he's, he's just processing some mm-hmm. things himself right now and mm-hmm. you can have grace. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Versus feeling like I have to push. Yeah. Right. And then, if and we then go, yeah, go ahead. Oh, well, I've just, you know, similar to sympathetic, but in dorsal, some of the stories might be um, what's the point or um, nothing I ever do works. Mm-hmm. I, um, I just, I don't care would be something. I mean, how many mm-hmm. times are we just done? Yeah, like I don't care, and that's a very dorsal. It seems so normal, but that means that you're kind of in a blah state, mm-hmm. and that's the story that you're hearing at that moment. But when you do something that helps your body mm-hmm. to move back up your autonomic ladder into regulation, yeah. you have joy and you can yeah. feel present to yeah. people around you. All that stuff. Oh my gosh. That's a great reminder. I feel like I'm like, yes, you have been married for 15 years when you're like, (laughs) sometimes we just hit this wall. And Mm -hmm. I'm so refreshed when people admit that versus just saying everything's perfect and you should never hit it. You're just reminding us like we have little traumas all the time. And Mm -hmm. so for us to be able to just see this, like I'm not in my ventral state, I'm in my sympathetic or I'm in my dorsal. It's an invitation to, I would imagine, uh, some healthy practices we can do when we're in those places. Do you have anything you can share for us of what we can do when we are noticing that so we can get back to ventral? Yeah. Yeah. I think um, it's really helpful to know the difference first before talking about regulating mm-hmm. to, to make sure people understand um, what is coping and what is regulating. Mm-hmm. Cause sometimes they can seem very similar. Like, Oh, I'm just taking care of myself. Mm-hmm. Um 
and they go sit on the couch and, and scroll Facebook mm-hmm. or um, I have to exercise, but it's done with this almost sympathetic energy and it's not regulating because mm-hmm. exercise is good. Yeah. It's done embodied and, you mm-hmm. know, supportive, but mm-hmm. you know, we all know sometimes we exercise uh, with a different type of approach. <laughs> yes. So, um, you know, anything that is sort of a distraction or an escape could be coping like um, food or mm-hmm. alcohol or sex or, um, you know, just these things that we go to that give us a temporary relief from our dysregulation, mm-hmm. you know, uh, just a, it's like a pop up out of it, but it doesn't last. I am so glad you brought that up. And when we were preparing the show together, you were mentioning that. And I'm so glad our listeners are hearing that sometimes we might think we're coping well and that we are. In fact, you were even saying sometimes these can be the exact thing you need, but it has to be done in the right frame of mind. Is that right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I tell my clients Mm -hmm. um, the way you do something is sometimes more important than even what you do, you know, that the way I I even start my sessions, how do you come, you know, and, and the way we come into things, the way we go into uh, a practice or um, a relationship or a meeting or whatever, like we come in with a way that we are. Mm -hmm. And I think that has a connection to that nervous system, you know, and if you take a few minutes before you do something important and you map your state and know how am I like, mm-hmm. how am I being right now? And do I want to shift and bring, you know, you talk a lot about balance, mm-hmm. you balance by bringing yourself up your, up your ladder, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you're just reminding us we could, uh, as we've probably many of our listeners, um, have heard me say this over the years that I was doing all the steps correctly as a therapist when I was in my early thirties, but it was too much. Now I'm hearing you use this polyvagal language that it was too much in that state of the sympathetic nervous system. And so you're checking it off your leading studies. You're just doing all the workouts, but it's intense and it's too intense and you can't maintain that energy, right? Exactly. Yes. It all goes back to that self-care um, or, you know, I say soul care. Um, you need to know um, that you have a limited amount of energy and and you can do all the right things, but too fast or, you know, you just, if you come into it with that sympathetic energy all the time, you will burn out. And we have to share this with spouses, right? Because, I think that's one of the biggest pieces for Wes and I, at least, is we have different amounts of energy and availability. And and so it can probably trigger one another. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I know me as a four, um, I am very sensitive to like people's levels of energy. And it's mm. if it's playful and um, fun, it's OK. But um, <laughs> the minute that there's some frustration or um or even just anxiousness, like I feel it. And I'm like, and then I start wanting to tell um, my husband, who's very high energy, like, slow down, um, you know, and it's, it has a lot more to do with my own system. That was a, a point of conflict for a time until I realized, oh, you can feel better by 
um, going away and taking care of yourself. You don't have to tell him to change. (laughs) My gosh, you just nailed it. Yeah. Like we spend a lot of time in marriage trying to change our spouse to make our own nervous systems feel better. But by doing that, you're taking away from their regulation. Right. And he needs sometimes uh, a certain blend of these things um, to feel better himself. Um, You know, I mean, within reason, um, but where all of our systems are a little bit different. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. You just really named also that we don't want to stop fighting for what we need when we're in even that dorsal lowest state, because Mm -hmm. you could just get safe and small and try to kind of go away and withdraw. But I'm just hearing from how you're saying it. It's the way you go away. Like you could say like, Hey, I'm a four. I want to go away and get some replenishment. Or you could say I'm quitting on our relationship. Totally different thing. Totally different thing both of them just go sit on your bed, you know, Yeah. (laughs) it really, I mean, and if you don't communicate what you need, which I think that's one of the hardest things for couples is if I tell my spouse what I'm needing, then am I needy, you know, Mm -hmm. or a lot of people really have a hard time with, uh, feeling like they have needs. Yeah. We all do. Yeah. Yeah. So just being clear about it, that, Maybe you can't meet all those needs, but here's some needs I have and I need to take care of them so that I can go back to that ventral state of joy and optimism and hope and rest. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think that this has a really uh, good connection. Like you were asking about what can we do? And, um, you know, there's self-regulation, which we've talked about different examples um, a little bit um, of exercise can be supportive. You can go do yoga. You can go for a walk. Um, you know, you can do something intense if you're doing it intentionally and knowing maybe I need also some space before and after, you know, to check in with myself and to, to become grounded or, um, breathing of, there's so many different tools for breathing, um, and, and really just taking care of your sensory system in general, it could be taking a bath or, um, lighting a candle or, you know, anything like that, um, is self, self-regulation. Um, and then co-regulation would be a, a, a type of, um, just basic on a, an attachment theory, um, which like I said, is that's a whole different conversation, but mm-hmm. if you tend towards more of an anxious attacher, wanting co-regulation is very natural for you, but self-regulation can be harder. If you're more of an avoidant um, attacher, it it really feels like uh, self-regulation is easier and co-regulation is something you can grow in. Mm. And so um, co-regulation is anything with another where you're not the one doing the directing. Um, it's, it's receiving, right? You know, so it could be a conversation. It could be holding hands, a massage, um, Hmm. you know, eye contact, um, can be very regulating. Um, Hmm. my husband and I love the, I think this was one of your suggestions, the, um, is it the 30 second hug? Have you said that before? Yes. Yes. That's one of my favorites. (laughs) Yeah. So like that's co-regulation after about 30 seconds, your brain just sends these like, you know, serotonin and, and, Hmm. and just feel good chemicals and calms your system. 
because you're being held by another. Like our, as babies, we were just designed to need co-regulation because little people, they can't regulate their own systems. That's why they need, you know, mom or dad to, to pat their back and hum to them. Mm. And you see this so much. I mean, one of the reasons I know you've been passionate about this is because of the marginalized and having had experience in the adoption and foster care world for many years, like this is not just theoretical, this is real, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. The, the children that I've worked with over the years, um, as a foster parent, and then now, you know, as an adoptive mom, um, it's very apparent if they didn't get that co-regulation when they were small, you know, they, they have very dysregulated nervous systems. And one of the best things that you can do as a supportive, either foster parent or friend or neighbor to a child who has experienced trauma is to attune and just be present with their system. And, um, geeking out on on neuroscience the the mirror neurons um they've discovered that when i'm with you and i'm looking um at your face and you're in a good place i might be dysregulated but you provide a calm and a peace um Mm. just by being present and you stay anchored to ventral Mm -hmm. and i might be in sympathetic But just being in your presence, if you stay there in ventral, I come closer to ventral by being with you. And that's co-regulation. Amazing. Wow. That's a really great way of saying that. And I love that. And I love how you remind us that we're in the when we're in the dorsal state and that going away stage, it might be a risk and it may take some faith in order to come back and maybe do just small things. And people think, do I have to be an extrovert? And you're just saying, could be something very simple, like holding hands or Mm -hmm. hugging to get you moving. Right. Yeah. It's often when you're in that dorsal state, talking is hard. So Mm -hmm. telling your spouse, I'm, once you know your system and know I'm in kind of a dorsal place, I'm, I'm moving towards wanting um, to try out a little co-regulation. So is it okay if we just hold hands and watch a show, you know, and not talk right now? And then in a little while, I'll be probably out of it, mm-hmm. you know, and, and that's a, a knowing your system and communicating your needs wow. process in marriage. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. That is so helpful. Well, that is something I'm going to be starting to use as far as language. And I'm so excited. Like you said, we've been doing a lot of talks and Jessica's been right with me as one of the coaches in the inner circle. So she's in our Wednesday deep dive with the collective where she's been doing narrative and, you know, we're adding to this to say, let's bring in some language of even the small T traumas so that we can address them day by day in marriage. And we're bringing in science, heart, head, uh, body. This is fantastic. What do you think as far as for our listeners, um, besides you said a couple hot baths, candles, walk, uh, doing things with the best attitude, what are some things that they might want to take with them? Just one or two, as far as practices that they might not be as familiar with in order to get this regulation state back or even up to the ventral state. Yeah. Um, Like I said, just any, there's a lot of things that are good for your system, 
but some very specific regulating tools that I have learned from um, from professionals who teach on polyvagal theory um, are things like controlled breathing. Um, and it's not just take a deep breath. It's a very clear counted, um, like a four count in and then hold for seven counts and then out for eight counts. So the hold and then the breathing out is much slower. Um, you know, that process of holding your breath and then breathing out slowly, you just feel each time. So maybe you do it five times, mm-hmm. which doesn't take long. Um, you feel each time. It's it for me as a four who's sensations and like, you know, emotions, I, it's almost like I feel it drain out of my body, you know? And, um, it's, it's so good to use the breath. I think, um, we were given that as a tool, you know, even as a child, you know, how often when you're frustrated, do you just naturally sigh or take a deep breath? And that's just a subconscious, you know, you need it. Mm -hmm. Wow. Wow. And I know a lot of people know that that's, that's an option. Um, but a more directed one that you can do for yourself is orienting Mm -hmm. to your setting. Okay, so let's just say you're in um, a work situation and you're uh, facing a deadline and your breathing is shallow and you feel like your heart is racing and your body is tense because of all that extra blood flow in fight or flight. Mm-hmm. Um, and you are stressed. It is, you, you're facing, you know, you have an hour left to finish. Mm-hmm. Our our brains are not like working on optimum level at that point because we're afraid. And so taking a minute to ground yourself in your seat and like look around at the room that you're in and orient to the colors on the walls or the textures of the fabrics on the pillows or the curtains, Mm -hmm. um, maybe feel the temperature of the room on your body. Mm -hmm. Um, Put your hands on your knees, feel what that feels like. Mm -hmm. Anything that brings you into the present moment Mm -hmm. um, with your attention, Mm -hmm. you know, so that doing that even for, for five minutes and just breathing slowly and your mind will wander, but Mm -hmm. bringing it back to just, you know, it's not, it's not meditation. It's just paying attention to what's around you and automatically your body will calm and come up your autonomic ladder closer to ventral by just orienting. Yeah. It just feels like you might've forgotten that you were safe because you're telling yourself, I have this deadline or whatever it is. And just Mm -hmm. to remind yourself we're okay. And these are some great tools. I love how you're explaining orienting in this four, seven, eight breath work pattern for us. Thank you so Mm -hmm. much. Yeah. And I have several others that I use with clients. There's, there's a lot of um, things you can practice regularly because it's not something that changes overnight Mm. because your body will, the more you bring yourself into regulation, the more your body will crave that state of Mm. ventral Mm. and uh, you'll feel in control. It's like, being in the driver's seat instead of the passenger seat Mm -hmm. when you learn this process 
And now I can step into the driver's seat at any point in time if I want to. Sometimes we choose not to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> We're just going to yeah. let the feelings fly. Yeah. Um, but when you're ready to uh, take tolerable steps towards regulation, you have tools. Man, that's a great analogy. And it just draws me back to the coping styles that we can do a lot to regulate in quotes here, but we're not really truly regulating if we're not in that ventral state. We're just kind of putting a bandaid on and now I'm running or I'm moving away, but in marriage, in family, in community, you need to really face things. So I like how you're saying, get into the driver's seat. There's great ways of doing it that are safe and not going to hurt you. And they're going to get you regulated, which interestingly is the goal. I mean, people often don't use that word, but we don't like being dysregulated. We want to be regulated and you're giving Mm -hmm. us steps for that. So we can't thank you enough for that in the new year. And you also said that you see clients and that you share more tips with them. So we would love to hear about how our listeners can get in touch with you. Yeah. Yeah. I have um, created a website called uh, Guided Pace. Um, So PACE stands for Pattern, Awareness, Connection, and Engagement. Um, And I've just really wanted to create a community around um, these tools. Uh, I use Enneagram, Attachment, uh, Trauma Basics, and this Polyvagal uh, Theory and and the tools with that um, whenever needed. You know, it's fluid. And my husband and I have started an Enneagram and Marriage group. We'd love to create more cohorts um, of married couples um, online. And I love supporting parents as well. So um, couples, individuals, or parents um, that resonate with this work, um, I'd love to connect with you. And um, so I'm also on YouTube at Guided Pace and um, Facebook at Guided Pace. Oh, I love that. So guidedpace.com. Yes. Okay. Perfect. And it's nice to know that it's all, it's all, you're already uh, making this broader where you're like, we are working as a couple where we are, you're also, uh, you know, I just love all the different levels and and also that you address Mm -hmm. parenting issues and that you have some Facebook and YouTube as well so that people can see you and uh, see your family. I love following your family. I love you and your (laughs) husband's glow out there. He's awesome too. So it's such a beautiful journey you're on and just, I just want to tell you being with you, your presence is very calming. I hope you know that. Well, thank you. I just adore you and you have taught me so much and, you know, everything you're doing with Enneagram and marriage is just beautiful. And I hope more and more people will get to continue learning from you. Thank you so much. This is, this new year is going well. We're all learning together, including me. So thank you. (laughs) Such a gift. I get taught by you as well. So um, I hope that our listeners will reach out and you have a wonderful day. Thank you, Jess. Awesome. Thanks so much. Oh my goodness. I hope you felt that depth in your heart. I hope you got some healing tips that you were able to try right with us on this moment together. 
or that you can take them with you. Make sure you take that one thing with you into your week with intention. Also, if you have that added need for support, we are here for you. We want to be able to give you everything you need for the healthiest relationship possible. And we also want you to be able to have fun with us. So if you need to get away for some fun in the sun in February, you come join us at the Valentine's dinner dance and everything is in the show notes. Wes and I also had a really fun reel this week, which was so silly and funny where we stereotyped every single one of the types out to lunch. I'll leave that in the show notes too, just for fun. He wants to do more of them, of course, being social. And then also though, Jessica is an amazing coach. So do not forget to visit her because she has just what you need if you need that deeper dive into healing with past issues or anything else that you have up against you right now. She's just just a gift. So I'm glad to have her and to know she's doing such beautiful work out there. And her retreat center is also ready for you this March. So all of that is in the show notes. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you again for listening with us. It was so wonderful to have you. I love knowing we're doing this journey together, not perfectly, but with love, grace, and hopefully some fun too. If you love today's episode, make sure you leave us a five-star review at Apple Podcast or Spotify so others can find it too. Visit our show notes so you can get all the links from today's show, as well as EnneagramandMarriage.com, the Instagram, the Facebook, and all over the place. Make sure you spread the word. Love living intentionally with you. Bye-bye.